1: Welcome to The Waiting Room, a Quantum Leap podcast, trudging all the way through the 90 plus episodes of the original series of the fantastic Quantum Leap, you know, just traveling along with Dr. Sam Beckett and hoping that one day he can get home, as he puts right, what once went wrong. And joining me as always on this journey with Sam, Al and everybody else is my partner in time, the always fantastic Mr. Benny Mac. How are we doing today, sir?
0: I'm doing very well, so si. thank you very much, and hello to everybody listening to uh, the waiting room. <laughs> we are getting there <laughs> with these episodes, <laughs> uh, and to be honest, mate, I'm not going to lie off straight off the bat. I was looking forward to this, and uh, I, I'll say it now: it didn't quite hit the mark for me in some cases. But uh, it's not quite as good as I remember it being. So, um, and that's ah. a shame because I this was up there with one of my one of my ones that I was looking forward to listening to since we started uh, listening to watching sorry since we started this podcast so um yeah i wasn't blown away by it okay interesting see this is this this, this is
1: fantastic and i'm really looking forward to getting into this with you now because i know how much you remembered this particular story this particular leap incredibly fondly because it was literally one of the first ones you mentioned on our very first episode our genesis way back at the beginning of season one of the waiting room and we discussed What stories we remembered from when we were younger, watching this first time round or second time round or whatever, and what stories we were really interested in going back and seeing again, and this is one that you really, really pushed as being a great fond memory for you, whereas I those
0: ones I would I would not skip when I was watching them back in the DVDs many years ago. So yeah,
1: yeah. Whereas I kind of remembered bits but wasn't too sure and i just sort of it was more of a wait and see kind of feeling for it yeah but now you're saying this with regards to your feelings as as to this watch back this is going to be very i'm not, not going to you know, go into too many spoilers but this is going to be very interesting uh, us discussing this from our two separate viewpoints this is going to be great the episode we're looking at today is portrait for trojan where Sam leaps in to uh, the 7th of February, 1971, originally broadcast December the 13th, 1989 in the States, which then led to uh, rescheduling episodes for the following week because of the Christmas break and so on. But we'll get to that when we get to the end of this particular story. Yeah, uh, The leap itself begins where, I mean, effectively, Sam leaps into this very creepy setting, and it's, it's brilliantly done, I think, because he's just left the stage where he's singing and all boisterous and happy. And it's quite a joyous, loud, theatrical scene in our previous story, which was Catch a Falling Star. And here we are, the blue light flashes. We hear that, you know, very familiar noise. And uh, Sam is in, effectively in a graveyard. And naturally, it's nighttime because why would you go in the day? And um, <laughs> it's raining. The weather's not great. It's very, very creepy straight away. It's a complete change in mood. And then a lady appears behind Sam, effectively coming out of what I, I'm assuming we would describe as a tomb,
0: Benny. Uh yeah, it's uh or oh, uh, oh, what do they call them. They do mention it a few times in the episode. I can't remember what they call it. Uh okay. So it's a family, it's a family grave, isn't it? Like uh, yeah. um, oh, I can't remember what the hell you call them now, but um, yeah, it's had like every member of that family since they've owned the house since like the i think it's like the 1800s or something like that um um so everybody is buried in the in the crypt, whatever you want to call it i don't know what it's. <laughs> what i don't forgot i honestly have forgot on what the uh what the heck the uh <laughs> it's called to be honest with you we'll uh, run with tomb for now and i guarantee
1: yeah, half, we'll through, that, yeah. half I halfway you, through the episode one of us will suddenly
0: a, i think there's a nicer word for it but yeah <laughs> It's <laughs> okay. a natural. I can't what it was. <laughs> but yeah, it's where all the family are, and then you've got like the sort of main one, and then you've got the family buried around the outside, basically. So yeah, um, quite a creepy graveyard, basically. <laughs> <laughs> yes indeed indeed
1: uh oh mausoleum mausoleum, mausoleum,
0: mausoleum. There, there we go, go right yeah. i probably went um, with tomb because i find that easier to say <laughs> to be honest yeah and easier to remember than mausoleum. yeah there we go tomb. When, I, when you say tomb to me it it reminds me more of the egyptian uh pharaohs being buried in a tomb so you know because when they obviously you know when they, people like dig them up or grave robbers back in the day they call them tomb, so that's what goes to my hmm. mind rather than mausoleum, but yeah, it makes sense either way. Or crypt, whatever. <laughs> I'll tell you what, that's really interesting you mentioned that because
1: when we first spoke about this episode, Portrait for Troion, th- there was obviously a leap coming up in our future episodes which we will review, where Sam is part of a dig in Egypt or some area like this, and there's a, yep. a curse and all that sort of stuff. I can remember that one. Or, or clips again scenes from it because it's you know quite iconic scenes of Sam in the dig and the the sand and all that sort of stuff when we first started talking about p- portrait for Troyan, because of the name Troyan, i thought you were referring to the episode where he leaps into like an ar- archaeological yeah dig. yeah
0: that's the uh, that's the curse of paho Tep, i think it's called that's right so yes. yeah i know that's one of my favorite episodes and it better freaking still be good when we get there because <laughs> <laughs> But that's what I thought.
1: Obviously, I know much different now, but that's what when we when we first talked about this way back on our very first episode, I initially thought you were referring to that one. This one. one.
0: Uh, okay. To that. Because of the name, you know? What's that? I think that's season four. So we're a couple of seasons away from that, mate, to be yeah. honest. We'll get there. We'll get there.
1: Um, <laughs> a lady appears behind Sam in a long white, I suppose, uh, nightdress effort. And we discover that this is... Troyan, and she is hearing uh, creepy, whispery voices and she refers to the voices as being from Julian and Sam has some or the person that Sam has leapt into has some form of a ghost detecting equipment or electrical equipment that is picking up Julian's voice prints and then we get told Julian's been dead for three we begin the episode. Um, I think this is one of the best beginnings of a leap we've had so far, Benny.
0: Yeah, it definitely leaves um, – I mean, the uh, the trail we had off after the last episode wasn't – you kind of go, why is he in a graveyard? You don't, but then lead into the fact that this person's been dead th- for three years, her husband, um, is uh, like a really good hook to go, what the fudge is going on? Yes. <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah, Julian Claridge, uh, her late husband, passed away three years ago. Oh, He's like, oh, well, there's definitely something here Lead on this little uh, instrument that Sam's got um, – that uh, he's playing uh, who's a doctor timothy Mintz. um so for him to be he's like cuz sam's literally just leaked in as well so he's like uh yeah i think there's something here not knowing really what he's looking at and she's like but how can that be he's been dev 3 years. you go what the how remember the f- i uh, again i have my gripes about this episode and we'll get into them but it's not because of the story i lo- i enjoy the story um i enjoy the whole premise of it and i cuz i'm as you all well know i i i'm open to the uh, the existence of uh paranormal things i'm not saying they're real i'm just open to the i'm open for the investigations and the, the evidence to be thrown my way and i'll make my own decision but like yes. this story the story is really good so um the actual gripes i have are something completely different <laughs> in terms of okay uh, why i didn't enjoy it as much but i still enjoy the story and especially how we get towards the end of it which we'll get there later on um but uh, yeah i enjoy the story and the concept of it uh, immensely so Mm. yeah okay great stuff um
1: effectively this the situation is as you mentioned sam has leapt into this uh individual dr timothy Mintz, who is a parapsychologist and troyan uh troyan claridge has um hired this individual to i suppose make contact or prove that her husband is is there she's not going crazy yeah. <laughs> she she is getting spoken to by her her husband
0: julian or ex-husband julian and. They her are. They, they're not. They. It's not her ex. It's. Uh. She. He drowned in the lake. <laughs> it, yes, it was that's her right. Not our ex. Well, technically, I suppose, if you want to be picky, technically, it is our ex husband because he's dead. But yeah. Well, there <laughs> we go.
1: <laughs> now, they're staying at uh, the Claridge House, Claridge Manor. I think it's referred to as in the show. There's not many people there. Straight off the bat, the, the cast I think they for... spent most of their
0: money, so si, on the house to rent it so they could film in it because. I'll very quickly mention Deborah Pratt, who plays Troy, and is obviously a producer. She does the voice of Ziggy as well. And Donald uh, Bazario, who's a creator of Quantum Leap, is the reflection of Sam. Um so I don't know whether he's paid legal extra pay for being actors in this uh, episode, but I reckon it's a good way of um maybe uh <laughs> not paying too many actors, basically.
1: Yeah, I mean I, I was gonna I was gonna come to come to that as well, actually, but yeah, obviously uh, Donald Belisario he is the reflection he is the character timothy mintz and as you mentioned deborah pratt who's you know, hugely synonymous with quantum leaf as well who was uh belisario's um, wife for a period is playing the role of trojan belisario's role in this himself he's he's the, the the person that sam has leapt into so we see him once or twice in certain scenes there's not much to his role whatever however the role of Troyan, played by deborah pratt who is She's directed episodes, she's written episodes, she's also a producer, and then she's involved in the reboot now and so on. She is effectively, barring Sam, the main character in this leap. Yeah. She, she is in a lot of scenes. The whole story revolves around her. Now, I'm not aware, and correct me if I'm wrong, Benny, because I, I could be very wrong. Don't get, you know, of course, I'm not aware of her having a big established acting career or acting past, but I think she was
0: actually very good in this. She, um, I thought because I looked up like I normally do, um, just make sure I got the right person up, yeah. Uh, so it's just a case of she does a lot of uh writing and directing and stuff like uh-huh. that. Um, she has been in like TV movies as a film called Three on a Match, I've never seen it, so um, she's also, I think, uh, got involved with Airwolf. I don't know whether she was in it or whether she directed that's a problem because she's a director and producer, it doesn't actually state on here whether it's um whether she's you know just helping out as a runner or a director or whatever whether she's actually on the show one show she was definitely in she played lacey parker in days of our lives um okay she's, in, she's in, she did about five or six episodes of that um and by the looks of it she did the tv movie airwolf she did play a character in that as well so she has done some acting yeah by the looks of it in different um, things but obviously as we're quantum elite fans most of us and anybody who's constantly fan knows the name deborah pratt purely because of her involvement with quantum leap. So, yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, the, as I say, uh, she was very good, at, good in this. That wasn't from a, a, a surprised viewpoint thinking that she wouldn't be. This is more of a, well, this is quite a prominent role in quantum leap here. Why isn't she in more thing? I mean, obviously that's perhaps a personal choice. Perhaps she just dis- rather, it, she enjoys being the other side of the camera more. So maybe who knows, but I think, you know, I, I enjoyed her performance. I think she's a very good looking lady. I'm surprised that she's not been on screen much, much more, shall we say.
0: I'm going to go the opposite, and This is one of the reasons why I didn't like it. I thought she was well too dramatic for my liking. Uh, okay. <laughs> I, I know she's grieving her husband and stuff like that as a character, so I kind of got it. I just... I Something just didn't quite hit the mark with me with her. I don't know what it is. Um, there are moments where she's really good and there are moments where I just felt it was... Maybe it's the start of the episode, I don't know, but I found her too like, dramatic in some scenes. I don't know. Just Something wasn't quite right, and I think also, the guy who plays her brother, I wasn't overly too fond of. Now, whether that's, and I'm not saying he was a good bad guy then, because obviously I hated him. <laughs> <In that laughs> sense. Um, but it was just something, whether it's the way, you, it's the hairstyle of the time, I don't know. Something about him as well, just, I just, maybe it's because he's, maybe he's just, maybe he is really good at his job in this case, because he's the bad guy, essentially, isn't he? But and I just couldn't quite, um, could, I just didn't take to either of them, really, to be honest with you. Um, luckily, he's not on, st- on um, he's not on uh, too many scenes as such, but uh, there were a couple of scenes. It's um, the whole, it's actually at the beginning of the episode where we saw, and it's a great opening, don't get me wrong, but it's the whole dramatic sort of, you know, stroking the statue of her husband and stuff like that. I just found it a bit cringy. I don't know why. Um I'll try and figure it out by the time the end, the, at the end of the episode today. But I don't know what it is about uh, that um, irritated me, um, to be honest with you. Okay. I see. That's really interesting because I, I,
1: I totally agree with you. And I suppose this is why I love doing this show so much with you, Benny, because we have different viewpoints sometimes. But I totally agree with you when it comes to the role of Troyan's brother. Jimmy, I believe the character's name was. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I didn't enjoy this guy. I'm not just saying again, from the standpoint of him being the the potential bad guy in the series, you know, spoiler alert, I suppose we've not got to that part of the episode yet, but here we go. Um, I, (laughs) I I don't particularly enjoy the, the guy's performance either. Some of the dialogue is either. Maybe the dialogue's not great or his performance of it is not great. I think he's quite wooden in certain scenes. Um, The end scene, for example, there's a few lines that he delivers there that I think were just, they were terrible. The opening moment, though, with regards to the character of Troyan standing there and the, the thunder, you know, going off, and the, the the night dress blowing in the wind, and the the spooky goings on, that didn't bother me as much because this, to me, is still very much the opening scene. It's a hook to get you to come back and watch next week. And this is this character potentially even a ghost. Who knows? You know, we don't know for yeah. definite yet, do we? It's. But I totally agree with you with regards to the character of Jimmy. I really do.
0: Yeah, he's a. Uh, yeah, I think you're in the way he delivers his lines is um like you I think you've you you can not I can't really say it any better, but um I can't think of any lines at the top of my head. That's how memorable he was. Um it's just like <laughs> um, just a few, yeah, the whole bad guy sort of delivering oh I, I've got you know, oh money this and oh, you know, I don't know what it was mm. about that dude at all, man. Um, but not all of Deborah Pratt's scenes, I'm not gonna say every single one. There are just a handful in there that like she just irritated me. I don't know what it was, or like when she's sort of walking around, and it's almost like she should have been in last week's episode because, um, you know, the way she sort of runs or whatever, it's almost like a dance. I just didn't see it was almost like that over dramatic stage play. <laughs> that's, okay. how I, that's how I took it. Um, I mean, ah, see,
1: that's really interesting because I didn't pick up on that at all, but I did agree
0: with you on the other one. Huh. Yeah, I don't know. Brilliant there we go yeah, um, anyways, shouldn't bash her too much because it is a great overall great uh, TV series to be fair. of course, of course,
1: and we would not be here talking about it if it wasn't So, <laughs> um, the other main character uh, well I suppose besides the um, glorious appearance of Jimmy's mullet haircut which I think needs its own casting credit of <laughs> own, um, besides Jimmy's haircut, the other main character we see, or I suppose the only real character we see, aside from Sam Al Troyan and Jimmy, is the very creepy Miss Stoltz, who is the, I suppose, housemaid help. Um, I'm not too sure of the exact title you would give her, but she is uh, the housekeeper, maybe, Benny? Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah, she's yeah, she's the housekeeper um, uh, played by uh, Carolyn Seymour. I've got a theory about her, which we'll get into in a little bit. Um, very quickly, I won't throw too many out because I know we're pushed push for time today, um, but she was in ER. So okay. Uh, that show that people keep trying to get you to review, Babylon 5. She was in that. Uh, right, she's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, she's been in like, stuff like Murder, She Wrote, which is quite good because this episode has got a very Murder, She Wrote vibe to it. Yeah. Um, Days of Our Lives she was in. She's obviously in Quantum Leap. Um, um, she's also, for gamers out there, if you've ever played the original trilogy of Mass Effect, she is the Dr. Chuck was in, in the video game. Um, you know, as soon as I heard her voice in that game all those years ago, I was like, I recognize her. And I had to look her up and say, like, Oh yeah, she's the from from Quantum Leap. And I always remember her from this episode, even though, which I will go into my theory in a little bit about her later on. Um, she's obviously she does make an appearance elsewhere. She's done voices for like Star Wars games and she's uh in all, loads of different things. So she's quite a, she's been quite a prolific actress, actor. Uh, throughout the years, to be fair. and But whenever you see her, whenever I see her, because of this role, and especially later on in Quantum Leap, I always think of her as, like, oh, oh here comes trouble. Like, she's going to be a bad guy. Yes. <laughs> not that I've seen, seen her in much else. I've heard her voices because of video games. But, um, but yeah, not so much. Um, <laughs> I always think it's certain uh, people um, in films and TV series, when you see – because they normally play a bad guy, for argument's sake. You go, oh, here we go. It's like – um. Uh, Hans Gruber from, uh, die hard. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, you see, uh, Alan R- uh, Rittman, um, in any, anything else you kind of like, uh, Oh, he's going to be the bad guy. And it's weird to see him as a bad guy, uh, or a good guy in other films or whatever. So hmm. she's one of those people for me that, um, that, um, basically I always think, Oh God, here comes trouble type, ty- <laughs> type thing. So, um, Yeah, but yeah, she's done loads of stuff. But yeah, I've got a theory about her, which hopefully we'll have time to get into in a little bit once we've gone through the story a bit more.
1: Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, What I like about the Miss Stoltz character, first of all, she's naturally creepy. The way she moves, the way she conducts herself, the way she speaks, there's little touches to her character that makes her just just naturally creepy and a bit, ooh, okay. But, and again, it's a really old, I suppose, horror story uh, effect, isn't it? For for the first, I suppose, twenty minutes of the show, and it may carry on, and perhaps I didn't notice it carry on, but it was quite prominent to me in the beginning. Every time she would appear on a scene, or every time the camera would cut back to her, you'd have another clap of thunder, and that's yeah, yeah, I didn't, yeah. And it may not know, be the most it, subtle tool in the world, but I think it's really effective.
0: Gives her that extra air of like this woman's creepy because she's not she's quite uh, uh, what's the word like. Uh, she doesn't pull many facial expressions, but yet with a slight tilt of her head, she's like judging you as well. So it's very subtle. And, you know, in terms of what I said about, you know, Deborah Pratt um, earlier, like with this Stoltz character, just her demeanor and barely moving. You can kind of just see that she's like staring a hole through you or she doesn't tolerate idiots or whatever it may be. She's just like, even to the point where she's bringing the drinks and she makes Sam, come and get his own drink yes (laughs) like and he kind of there's like and it's nothing said between the two but you can just you know you fill in the blanks in your own head as the viewer like oh god she and then she does lean forward a little bit like a little bit sympathetic towards him reaching the drink but so everyone she won't bring the drink an extra what five steps six steps (laughs) Yeah, it's literally
1: like I mean, it, it's so petty in a way, isn't it? It's <laughs> but yeah, it's brilliant. Uh, yeah, it's, yeah. It's,
0: it's very good actually. It's one of my favourite scenes actually. Weirdly, uh, uh, throughout the throughout the whole uh, episode. Um,
1: but the uh, the the nature of those two characters that we talk about there, Miss Stoltz and the character of Jimmy, they make it very clear. They're they're not as subtle as a little head tilt. The writing here makes it very clear. Neither of them want uh, Sam's some per- person there the the dr mince they don't want him there
0: they don't uh the brother of especially is very much like he's a fraud he's not you know he's a because dr mince is actually like a parapsychologist so there he's got proper like accreditations to this uh, role mm-hmm. that he's doing whether this uh, phenomenon is psychological because she's lost her husband or whether it's real is it, you know it's up for debate and this is why you do experiments to try and Prove or disprove these things. So yeah. the brother is very much like, get out of my house! <laughs> You're a quack. <laughs> You're going to send my sister to the loony bin, which is obviously, as we go through, is very ironic. Mm. Yes, definitely.
1: um Al arrives quite early on in these early in these scenes as well. Yeah, and that, naturally, yeah, and naturally, Al is freaked out by everything he's seeing. He doesn't like ghosts. He doesn't like bumps in the night. He's a little bit freaked out. He's a little bit creeped out, and He tells of the, well, well, naturally, Al, of course, has a old creepy house ghost story from his youth, because why wouldn't he? Al has a story about everything. But the main thing I picked up from Al's early exchanges were that all the clarages in that family graveyard died from suspicious deaths. Yeah. So I'd be thinking, "Hmm, perhaps somebody should investigate that
0: a bit. A bit more, yeah. We should be diving into that uh, history of that family a bit more. Um, yeah, because that's a bit dodge. <laughs> the uh, the uh, was it the the oh was it the um, the husband was cheating on the missus or something, or the missus was cheating that's on right. with the with the uh, with the butler or something, um, <clears throat> and the husband killed the butler and the um, the mistress uh, back like a hundred years ago, and it's like a f- common folklore around this town where this house is and they all know and they they suspect that they uh he drowned them in the lake which happens to be on the grounds of this this big house you know so yeah it was um nathaniel i think that makes so. the name i actually went back and watched the episode again trying to find those bits again but i um, run out of time basically but because it was nathaniel
1: a... uh, nathaniel killed mrs claridge his wife and her oh, lover okay. in the lake
0: oh okay is the way I understood oh, I thought, it. I, I thought there was an affair going on there somewhere, but maybe it was. Yeah, yeah. She, she,
1: his wife, was cheating on him.
0: So, oh, okay. so he killed her and her lover. Uh, okay, so it's yeah. what I
1: took anyway. So,
0: <laughs> yeah. So there's been murder in the family. There's been suspicious deaths in the family. There's been drownings. There's been pretty much. It would be an epic, an epic episode on Jerry Springer back in the day. But yeah, that whole his family history <laughs> is, um, is a uh, pretty. It's actually quite nice for a change because considering the last episode we we didn't have much depth in the characters not that we necessarily need to know their family history but there wasn't a great deal of depth with the other characters so this is kind of filling in the universe for you this oh. house has been here for in the family for at least 100 years if not longer um you know and then obviously there's been suspicious death so it's quite nice just having that little it's only like a little nugget of information but it's quite nice because it fills out this it gives this house even more meaning slash also makes it more creepy <laughs> in cases. So, yeah.
1: I'll tell you what, that's spot on, Benny. I think you're really onto something there. Uh, again, I mean, to me, when, when we watch a series of Quantum Leap, I think there's, there's lots of different stories about different topics, of course, and that's why the show is so fantastic. But I think there are certain episodes, almost like a series of Doctor Who, there are certain episodes that tick off. Uh, Almost like a checklist, like they have one story that could potentially be a horror story, one story that's potentially a bit more of a comedy um, uh, and so on. Similar to the way Doctor Who uh, has has worked for quite a while. This is very much to me the horror story for this serial. There may be more, but this is like the, the, the first tick of that box for season two.
0: I mean, it nice. takes us recording it, to be fair. It's Halloween coming up literally in a couple of days, so it's kind of ironic that we've got this one coming yeah. up. Really, because it's, <laughs> say it's a full-on horror story, but it's definitely got that element to it, in a sense of a ghost story then we will go, rather than a horror story, which is, you know... Not yeah. the same, I guess, but <laughs> But it all adds
1: to that kind of creepy ghost... Feeling around the story, doesn't it? The thunder, the rain, the howling dogs in the background that we hear sometimes.
0: It's a like uh, classic sort of murder mystery esque, as well. Yeah. I suppose it's coming up it, murder she wrote earlier because you're kind of in a house in the storm. I was expecting somebody to come around the corner and say, oh, I'm sorry, ma'am, the phones are out. You know, I was waiting for somebody to say that because that's what <laughs> normally happens in these things. So,
1: about um, you mentioning there about the fact that uh, they all died in the sus- suspicious circumstances. circumstances sorry, yeah. I'll get my teeth in. Um, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, it just adds to that aura, that feeling, uh, that, that atmosphere. I suppose they're trying to achieve, doesn't it?
0: Yeah, like I said, it fills out the the world a bit more. Like you know, mm. we've had episodes where, and you always get a little bit of background and stuff like that. But you know, and you don't really think about it. But when it's not there, which it wasn't there in the last episode, as much as the you know the episode was okay, um, we were missing quite a lot of. Apart from Sam's personal history and the uh the character that he was like was love interested in that episode the rest of them were kind of just non they're there to fulfill a purpose and that's it but which is what the whole point i guess but it's nice to have these extra bits of information um and oh okay so this house has been here like i said a minute ago um and people have died and you know and somebody drowned their own wife because they cheated this is getting like really intense all of a sudden so Mm. again my gripes aren't with the story this week. It's just a bit of acting. I just in certain areas of it just didn't sit well with me for some reason. I was just like, oh, God, you're anno-. I found her annoying. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> okay. Ah, Okay. Interesting. Um, we uh, we normally also. We normally you find them annoying and I don't, but.
1: <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I'm just. Uh, I've been off work for a couple of days poorly, mate. And this afternoon is the first time I felt better. So maybe I'm just in a good mood. I don't know. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> yeah. <okay. laughs>
0: But I didn't mind like at all. We'll review this one again. Yeah, the, we'll, we'll finish the season. We'll review this one again <laughs> and see what Maybe. happens.
1: <laughs> um, also, I suppose, more background information before the episode starts moving pretty bloody quickly for me, story-wise. Uh, we find that Troyan w- is a painter. She's an illustrator. And her husband, Julian, would write certain stories, books. He was an author. And she used to illustrate her husband's books. And also, she would paint pictures herself and so on. Uh, and this plays into the story quite a bit because we find that her husband drowned in the lake, and Troyan is expected also to drown in the lake in two days. And this is the purpose of Sam's leap: he is to stop Troyan meeting the same fate as her husband, Benny.
0: Yeah, um, and obviously Sam is very much. Owls not. Owls like very much. I am. I believe in ghosts, and I, I'm, or at least he's open to it. Whereas Sam is like like from the moment he, they realize what he's there, his, his person's there to do is like, I don't believe in ghosts. I don't believe in any of this. Um, there's gotta be a logical explanation. And I like Sam's, I'm uh, not so much like, I don't believe and that's fine. He doesn't believe, but I like his approach to, I've been on ghost hunts before. And you know, you do get people that are very much like every little noise is like, that was a ghost. I saw, you yes. know, it, it's like fucking don't be, a f-, and I hate it because although I've got a uh, respect for the field, Don't start. It's like watching UFO guys on this program I used to watch. And as soon as they go, yeah, we saw a strange light. And this guy, instead of not being presented with any evidence, he hears a story. And I'm not saying the person's lying, but he goes, yes, the government. Yes, it's it's a conspiracy theory with no evidence. At least when I went on these ghost hunt, me and my brother went and we were literally like, okay, so what could have caused that? Was it us walking on the floorboards? Was it this? Was it that? Is there a window open? And we would look for all the logical explanation first. And then if you can't find it, then you find other ways to try and either prove or disprove what you witnessed or heard or whatever. So Sam, I like his method in this very much of like, oh, yeah, okay, he's outright, there's no ghosts, I don't believe in them, but he's also like, there must be an explanation to why these things are happening, and I quite mm. like that take of it, and Owls like, like that typical like, it's a ghost, it's creepy, you know, and this, you know, there's other scenes later on we'll talk about, but um, yeah, I like uh, Sam's method of like trying to reach a logical conclusion and obviously if you can't figure it out then you've got to look at other ways of trying to figure it out so bit of a rant there so i apologize but um you get where i'm coming from hopefully <laughs> no 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 totally and that's
1: a really good explanation because I, I know how um i know about your interest in the paranormal and so on and the fact that you're not just a case of i want to believe so i will just dive in two-footed and believe anything
0: no i, I we I, we watch loads of stuff man and um watch clips online and stuff because th- my argument to some people because some people will literally watch a clip and go that's bullshit they faked it okay let's say they haven't and let's say me and you are sat here sorry right now and we both witnessed a freaking ghost and we filmed it on our phones and me and you are 100 gone dude that was a fucking ghost what the fuck is that we've got proof let's share it with the world and there's going to be people that are going to go now nah, you faked it only me and you know we didn't fake it so yes. how do you, how do you, but yeah, I like to, you know, I like to go on these things and I've done a few and it's been, there have been a few occasions where I'm a bit like, well, maybe I'll tell it on different podcasts, but uh, I was like, that's weird. But I'm not like, how, what could it, I'm also like, what could it have been? Could it have been the door opening? Could it have been something that wasn't on the side properly and it fell off? I'm not going to be like, yeah, it's a ghost straight away. <laughs> no, gotta, of course. I, I've got to really like be sort of, <laughs> you've got to really, pre- unless I witness a freaking Ghostbuster style, you know <laughs> a floating lady in a library and she screams at me then you know how do i convince <laughs> you or anybody else that it was real because you know maybe i was wrong with my freaking head i don't know but yeah i like no, to okay. I don't dive in two-footed is like as you uh, as you pointed out so
1: yeah that's a great way to be because some people can be and again i admire the passion that these people have of course yeah, but sometimes yeah. they can be too passionate and they, they're almost blinded by their own want to believe i guess
0: yeah i mean like UFO stuff you see footage and you're like well that could be a satellite it could be this it could be that it could be a weather um and a lot of these things i've noticed uh, the stuff that i've looked into very you know skimmed them uh, very much around military bases so you know drones were something the military probably used about 15 20 years ago and it's only now that the public are really using them so you've got to be more aware of like this could be a drone with a freaking light on it in the sky or it could be a government thing or some sort of um I don't know new aircraft. The, the stealth bomber is a great uh, ex- explanation because the stealth bomber was top secret for a reason. At one point, I mean, if you but if you saw that thing flying in the sky back then, when you've seen conventional aircraft like your your airport, you know, like your you know your uh, you know your British Airways planes or whatever, yeah, and your helicopters, you see something like that with a hump, and you go, "What the f- is that?" Because you've never seen it before. Doesn't mean it's alien. I'm just you know, mm. I think we've got to be very aware of that. There are probably things that we don't know about because. <laughs> is military-esque. I'm getting onto a different podcast completely here, mate. Sorry.
1: Um, no, no, that's fine. I think it's a fascinating discussion that you and I should definitely sit down and record one day, maybe chuck it out as a, a random episode of SJP, or actually the first episode say, of the Paranormal Show. There,
0: there is something... I want to do it as you well know. It's just having time mm. to do Paranormal Junkie. I haven't, I haven't had a chance to do it, but um, it's not because I am like going to sit here and go, I believe. I am open to the suggestion that these there are things that we don't Understand now. I will very if you, if we've got time. I will very quickly give this thing out and I will shut the fuck up. But yeah, yeah. Right. As humans, we see a spectrum of light. Okay, we see from I can't remember the without having him in front of me side, but basically we can see uh, from one end to the other end of a spectrum of light. We can perceive light to a certain degree. Whereas we both know we have t- everybody has a TV in their house and they use remote control to change the channel that uses infrared light. We know it exists but we cannot see it. Okay, and That's where these specialized cameras come in, where you can have night vision, because we can see in the dark to a degree, can't we? But if there's not enough light, we cannot see. So yes. my argument is there is a big spectrum of light here where, as human beings, we cannot perceive. So what's to say there is not something floating right in front of my face, eye, si, but because it's in an ultraviolet light or an infrared light, I can't see it. Doesn't mean it's not there. Yeah. So it's an interesting... that I've always gone scientific side of it, I guess. So, yeah. And that, uh, that
1: i suppose would also again we're, we're, de- we're sort of taking the big detour here but just to sort of touch the, on what you just said it's
0: paranormal to a degree so we'll, yeah, you know. yeah
1: um you're saying right there could be something right there that we can't see because it's on a different part of this light spectrum or whatever however yeah, you know, yeah,
0: yeah
1: that could also potentially explain why i suppose you get certain feelings that something is there but there's nothing there to visualize for example i know I sometimes know where my little girl is walking up the stairs before she actually starts walking up the stairs yeah. just cause, just cause the, you know, it is what it is now. I, you know, what I was like, as well. sometimes you feel like somebody is watching you, you turn around yeah, yeah, some, somebody yeah. in the pub eyeballing you or whatever those feelings that people get sometimes that there, there's something there that could explain a little bit as to why they feel that way maybe because they could feel that something is there but they can't see anything because it is uh, it's this infrared example you've you've put forward as as poorly as i've just named it i guess but that's sort of the tagline i'm going to use but that could potentially explain those feelings maybe
0: yeah it's like an instinct though isn't it i think you've got a survival instinct yeah over like a predator looking at you but when you're in a place where there should be nobody else and you feel like somebody's watching you, what what is that? Is it electromagnetic in a sense of it's some sort of natural electrical current coming from the earth? Because obviously the earth is, you know, spins at a certain rate and blah, blah, blah. So this is what I mean. It's all scientific. But my when people say to me ghosts aren't real, I'm not saying they are necessarily ghosts. I'm just saying that there could be something in this spectrum of light that we cannot perceive as humans. So when you see these CCTV footage of a night vision camera in somebody's home or a ring doorbell and something goes past and looks like a mist, you're like, is that because is it just a mist and it's just a cold night? Or is it something in the house that is moving, but we can't see it. Mm. It could just be a natural. It's always been there. And that's why ghost stories exist because we hear things bump in the night or we see things that we can't explain because Maybe are, maybe, we, maybe we are evolving eventually to this sort of spectrum of light, I don't know, but I always use that as an argument because scientifically proven, there is a spectrum of light, there are several spectrums of lights we cannot see as humans. and this is why cameras pick things up and you're like, "What the f- is that?" And it's not saying it's a ghost, but what is it? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. you know anyway derailed this enough i think <laughs> so i apologize
1: oh, no, no that's fascinating like, really really interesting um we're definitely going to pick that conversation up on a, on a on a separate recording for people to have a listen to because i'd love to dive into that and talk to you about uh certain experiences i've had and my murmurs also oh, had great, great. that song. could be the
0: first episode of paranormal junkie then that would be helpful to be honest well there me. we go yeah of course yeah, i I,
1: I, I would gladly jump on that show with you my friend no problem at all but cool. anyway speaking possibly. of creepy shit <laughs> Uh, we get our first example, I suppose, of what Troyan is experiencing other than just hearing voices calling her and so on that she believes to be her husband, Julian, who passed away a few years ago. Uh, we get Troyan led in bed and she hears voices which disturbs her, wakes her up, which of course it naturally would. And she gets up and the floor is wet. And it's, it's very fresh water as well, because when we see her walking on the carpet it's puddling up. It's not a case of this has been here a while. This is relatively fresh water that is down on the floor. Uh, the uh, the power has also gone because, of course, it has. And um, <laughs> it's, Troy a, it's a good and, story. So it's going
0: to be gone. Uh, isn't of it? course. <laughs> and
1: I think the way she is dressed with the long flowing white night dress again uh, and carrying the long candle, this huge candle um, adds to that kind of old school horror-esque Gothic kind of feel.
0: I mean, it's She's... set in the 70s, isn't it? But like the way yes. she dresses because of the the, the family lineage, I guess, in the house, the way she dresses is almost like sort of like, I don't know, like the 30s or the 40s or something like, or, you know, even the 20s, maybe mm. the style of clothes, she, especially the, like you're saying now about the night, the nightgown and stuff, it feels very like it could be set before electricity was even invented. <laughs> Do you know what yeah. I mean?
1: Yeah, so, yeah, no, I get you, 100%. Yeah. And again, I think it's a clever tool they've used to almost create an atmosphere there
0: just by simple props you know yeah definitely it's um but yeah she yeah the water on the floor was very creepy and the one the, i know you're going to get to it but so i apologize but the bit that gets me in this scene is when she's walking along and it's all wet and then but it's the painting that's also leaking <laughs> got water yeah. on it. it's it's actually really creepy to be honest it um, is
1: it is it's very well done effectively it's the water leads to Julian's study where he would, he would work on his, on his books, on his writing, I would assume. And we find that this has been closed since he died. Uh, there's a painting in there when Troyan follows the water into this. And then she goes up an old creaky wooden staircase. Again, a clever little trick to set the atmosphere there goes into this study. And as Benny brilliantly explained, there's a, there's a soaking wet painting there. And we find out that this painting was thrown in the lake when julian died because it's and this is quite dark by the way it's actually an image of just before he passed away because he uh, julian is is in a little rowboat out on the lake and troyan has was on the the dock or whatever painting this image for one of his for the book he was working on at that time and he got a bit bored started acting a fool fell in the water and passed away so this is effectively a last still image moments before julian passes away that was thrown yeah. in the lake and here it is soaking wet in his study that's not been opened for three years now that is really creepy atmospheric horror story ghost story stuff benny isn't it
0: yeah and the fact that we find out that it's she threw uh troyan was the one who painted it because she as we've already said she did the paintings for the books and everything yeah um and she does tell the story later on, like he's normally good for half hour sitting in the boat. But for that particular day, he got bored within 10 minutes, started horsing around, fell in the water. She thought he was, cause he's a really good swimmer. He, she thought he was messing around, but before, before she, you know, it was too late, basically he, she realized that he wasn't messing around and he's drowned in the lake. So whether he fell in and cracked his head open on the boat or something, I don't know. So we don't really find out how we just know he fell in, but yeah, the painting, dripping with water and which is supposed to have been thrown in the lake that she threw in the lake what over three years ago or just under three years ago sorry is uh, a very creepy moment again the lightning as well added to it it's there's elements of it that it's a bit cheesy but at the same time it's what you expect of these type of stories as well um yeah. but i think the atmosphere is set really well um as you've already pointed out so
1: yeah totally uh we also get a hint of romance i believe between sam's character and troyan and we find out that the uh, dr mince is uh, he obviously cares for troyan a great deal as al explains that he was asking after her in the waiting room back in the future um yeah. which adds an extra little layer to the story but it's not I don't think it's... I I think it's a subtle little additional layer. I don't think it's the same as what we had last week. Or, sorry, uh, last week for Quantum Leap, a fortnight ago for our podcast, with the romantic uh, storyline between the two main characters in Capture Falling Star. Because there was no subtlety to that at all. That had the subtlety of a sledgehammer. This, I think, was just an added little layer that didn't dominate the story and almost kind of helped it along a little bit, Benny.
0: Yeah, just give that little nudge of, uh, oh, yeah, he kind of likes her <laughs> and like, mm. gives, like you said to give make way for the probably that like you said there's a little bit of the romance kind of moment between uh sam and Troyan. so you know but obviously sam isn't Minsk, but obviously she there might be some sort of feelings from Troyan because if he's shown interest in troy and uh, mince and before sam got there then it's going to be those moments isn't it i think of uh yeah like you said you, it's very subtle but it's it's obvious as well if that makes sense yeah no totally totally uh
1: sam a bit eventually he, he deducts that someone he, he's eliminated the possibility of it being some form of a spirit or ghost because he has the scientific mind and works that way very very much the way that you explained your own mind works benny and and sam deducts that someone is trying to drive troyan insane now my point here would be we've got this big storm raging uh no one can realistically get in or out for a day or so because of the storm and, and where they are and so on if someone's trying to drive troyan insane there aren't many suspects are
0: there let's be honest i mean sam almost like straight away kind of suspects um uh stoltz which is the housekeeper yes straight away she i mean we glossed over it very quickly i just want to say there's a bit where uh um al first comes in and there's a bit where uh, she says to um, Mince or Sam and says, strangers aren't welcome here, but almost looks at Al. And it's almost oh, like, yeah. moment, I forgot about that. Um, it's almost like a moment of like, Al's like, she can see me. And she's like, no, don't be silly. But like, there's a moment of her changing her eye line. Cause I said, she doesn't make much facial expressions, but she changes her eye line and you can almost feel like she's looking at Al. Mm. It's, it's very weird in that moment. Um, and it adds to that mystery as well, to be honest.
1: I'll tell you what, on that note, <clears throat> obviously Stoltz was around before Sam arrived. And th- th- there's issues with the whole quantum leap project in this leap because the the, the electrical monitoring equipment that Dr. Mince is using picked up Sam's leap
0: yeah, as so- well as well
1: as hearing Julian's uh sound waves and so on. Jimmy can hear Al, which we find out like, literally in the very next scene, because he turns up with the altered painting and has a bit of a go at um, Sam's character and says that he point- he points the blame on on, on Sam's character, to mince anyway. And yeah. he can hear Al now. If that's the case, obviously Mrs. Stoltz is Miss Stoltz, sorry, is incredibly frosty and cold and negative towards uh dr Mintz, and obviously you're saying about the the reference to al being there as well strangers are not welcome and so on if she can see al and we've also got other evidence with the equipment and jimmy that al can be heard and other aspects like the leap itself uh, is kind of not yeah, known
0: machine... yeah, yeah while the machines are on aren't they this kind of yeah like...
1: not known to these people but they're aware of something is it possible stoltz was Completely okay with Doctor Mince being there and carrying out his work, but is acting frosty and weird now because she now knows it's not Doctor Mince. we will it? we will never know because that's happened before we've joined the story. But that's only just popped in my head now. Is it possible that she's saying strangers aren't welcome here, not directing at Doctor Mince but at Sam and Al?
0: Well, she like I said, she changes her eye line towards al when she says strangers aren't welcome here and it's mm. like is it towards al or is it towards sam Do, can she see sam as who he really is i i don't know it's a good shout i always i always got the impression she could definitely see al and obviously with the machines because of the frequency of sound it turns out like troy and the brother are it's only certain people can hear it but so with the aid of the machines that minsk has got lying around those uh like, they're almost like um the one especially is almost like an earthquake detector, isn't it? Like it, the, the needle moves up and down when it picks up a yes. vibration. So this is supposed to be picking up the voice of uh, Trojan's husband, Julian. Um, and Sam obviously works out that it actually picks up his leap in. That's a good point, actually, with uh, Stoltz. Could she see Sam for who he is? Um, it's only literally just popped in my head
1: now. With what you, Your comments and your observations kind of sparked it in my own mind. It never entered my head before
0: yeah it's um i'm not uh i'm not really sure i i because the way this story pans out i think she can definitely perceive al 100 Mm percent. the sam side of it i'm not sure um and there's a reason why which i'll get into (laughs) yes (laughs) yeah Um, but yeah it's a good idea it's a good point i mean um yeah i've got a theory about stoltz as well but when we get to the end of the story we'll um um we'll we'll get no problem no problem um
1: this again I suppose leads into another sort of creepy moment that is uh, a calling to Troyan. We get the voice again. Uh, this is this time it's more in the morning, dawn has broken and the, the wet painting is available for her to view once again, but this time there's an additional figure painted onto this painting and it's uh, outside the we called it a tomb. I've forgotten the proper, proper word. Uh, Mausoleum was it? it? There we go. Thank you very much. (laughs) So so Troy and runs to the, the the mausoleum. I'm going to struggle with that all episode now, but Troy and (laughs) (laughs) And
0: we're hit with an earthquake. Yeah. and That's uh, as a kid watching this, the the skeletons flying out of their, um, their respective graves is actually quite creepy. Back when I watched it, when I was younger, um, Her screaming was like, I don't blame her to be honest on that one. Um, uh, Sam obviously runs over and manages to, um, manages to pull her out basically. Um, and we actually see for the first time, actually, Troy with a bit of sense of humor in, in the next scene as well. But the earthquake, um, uh, quite a quite a quite a key to the story really actually as it pans out later on it's actually mm. quite. A, but yeah you, if you're looking for ghosts or things like this and you're being called to a mausoleum and an earthquake hits your mind is going to go did they cause the earthquake <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or did they not you know um i never i no point did i think um, it was caused by paranormal it's just an earthquake it just happened to be a very poor time and you happen to be in a mausoleum with bodies flying out the wall at you which is again <laughs> quite creepy to be honest yeah yeah They're definitely gone. again the imagery again is very yeah,
1: yeah. yeah it's very well done uh you mentioned there, sam actually makes the save for, for trojan and they end up back at the house and i like this because sam has a little bit of fun with miss stoltz doesn't he, he starts winding her up asking if she watches television because the tv is out and jimmy mm-hmm. is trying to fix the television and um he, he's asking Miss Stoltz what she watches. She very adamantly says she never watches television. And Sam has a little dig, said, oh, I bet you like the Twilight Zone." And I got a little kick out of that because it's Sam, basically chuckle.
0: almost. I did chuckle. And I was yeah. happy to say X Files. I don't know whether X Files was actually going at the time, so it wouldn't. I don't. It went in terms of when this aired. I don't this think aired X-Files. December.
1: This aired December '89. I think X Files was afterwards, wasn't
0: it? It's in the early '90s, wasn't it? So yeah, uh, yeah so. Um, yeah, so when he said the Twilight Zone, it did make me chuckle, I'm not going to lie. Um, like I said, we did see a bit of, uh, like when he's pulled her out of the mausoleum, Troy, and I'm talking about uh, Sam, mm-hmm. there's a little bit of, uh, like it's the first time Troy actually kind of chuckles because she says, I thought they were trying to kill me and they look at each other and she kind of laughs because it's silly that dead bones could, you know, come after you and kill you, I guess. So you actually see a bit of, um, she's very serious up until that point really, and it's the first time you actually see a bit of a sense of humour, which I was quite, actually quite liked in that moment. Yeah,
1: yeah, it works well. And again, it's it's not too overpowering that we had last week. It's very much a nice little subtle touch once again, isn't it?
0: Yeah, just and just again, because she's been very serious from the moment we've observed her as a viewer, from the moment Sam's got there, it's been very serious and very creepy and dark and like what the hell is actually going on here, you know? So <laughs> mm. I see a bit of laughter, I suppose. Yeah, definitely,
1: definitely. Uh, as Sam winds up, Miss Stoltz, uh, and she goes off to ready the kitchen for, for supper or whatever her task is at that particular time of day, uh, Troyan explains that she is from a Pennsylvanian-Dutch family or background, and she's the only person to apply for the job. Uh, but she was familiar with the house because she worked there as a girl, so it seemed... The, the perfect situation she was the only applicant and she was already familiar with the property benny
0: yeah no, that for me in, in terms of watching it the first time that made it make sense of her character because the way households like that are run normally or have been in the, in the history of uh of what you know it's like uh what's the equivalent i suppose downton abbey or something i don't know i never watched okay, it yeah. but like in terms of prim and proper like it, it, if she was there as a girl you know, it would have been done a certain way. You had tea at a certain time. Dinner was served at a certain time. The house was kept clean. And this sort of st- stoic demeanor that she has for me in that moment, watching it for the first time, not this time, obviously, because I know what's going on, but first time watching it, I remember thinking like, oh, that's why she's the way she is then. Because she's been brought up in this in this role of being a, a maid or a servant or whatever you want to call it, um, you know, or a uh, yeah. So that, to me, it made sense.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, Jimmy manages to fix the television with a bit of wire and some chewing gum, etc. So he's obviously quite talented with electronics. Fair play to the lad. Well,
0: where did the gum come from? Because I didn't see him chewing gum, I know he's a douche, but I didn't see him chewing gum, and that, that actually annoyed me to be honest. Because, like, a bit of gum, a bit of this, and a bit of this, like, you're a cocky sod, mate. <laughs> mm. <laughs> didn't eat yeah. one me up, honestly. He really did.
1: Just, yeah, totally, totally. Uh, Whilst this, you know, this is happening, and um, Stoltz is away preparing supper or whatever it was we decided the time of day was, Sam goes decides to go and investigate the tomb and have a little look around. Now check out the um the the electrical measuring equipment that is set up there by by the person he's he's currently uh, in uh, I suppose leapt into. Al arrives and is freaked out by the bodies that are everywhere, and I thought this was bloody brilliant.
0: Yeah, and I, I do like the fact when Sam goes, "Oh, not even that blo- not even that blonde over there." And I was, I was like, "Blonde, blonde." Turns around and there's a skeleton with a, a bit of hair left over on it, which is blonde, and it did make me laugh. To be yeah. honest,
1: <laughs> only says, "Uh, oh, I'm not a fan of necrophilia," and Sam responds, "Ah, <laughs> oh, finally something sexual he's not into."
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's a, it's a good moment to be fair, funny for a change. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's, Al's still very creeped out, though, isn't he, by the fact that they're skeletons. He's already creeped out because he thinks there's ghosts. Um, but Sam wants help to use this equipment to try and detect low-level uh, energy or batteries or whatever, or something electronic that could be somewhere around that could be yes. causing these voices or whatever, basically. So he's still going down the route of there must be a logical explanation of why Trojan is hearing voices, basically. Hmm.
1: Yeah, of course. Uh, as this is going on, Troyan is uh, back at the house and she sees the painting again. In my mind, I'm thinking, I'd burn this fucking thing by this point.
0: It's, it seems very cursed. I mean, it's had a an extra image appear. There's had a floating image in the water appear on it as well. And now a, another one's appeared on it. Um, yeah, and it's still leaking. So I don't know how you stop mm. a leak on a painting, but <laughs> apparently <laughs> this painting likes yeah. to leak quite a lot. So... Um... Again, yeah. creepy, really.
1: Uh, well, yeah, there's an image in, in the water that we saw earlier on, which is, you know, I'm assuming that was meant to be Julian. But on this occasion, there's an additional image of a lady, which I would assume here is Trojan almost seeing herself in the water, Benny. Am I right with
0: that? That's how I took it. I, I assume, yeah. we were, you know, do um, you see, like, that's where he's buried in the, in the mausoleum earlier, like the image stood in the doorway. Now we've got the image of um, this uh sort of ghostly figure in the water now we've got another one on the other side and again i perceived it to be her uh, her husband her husband sorry and um in this image like you've already said possibly herself that's how i've taken it so we might be uh, we'll have to contact the writers and find out but that's how i took it so
1: yeah yeah i I'm mean I'm me. Well, if we both took it that way that must have been their intent i'm assuming it must be right yeah uh Sam back at the t- I, I like the way this is done because we're cutting between the two locations. We're cutting between Trojan looking at the painting and being a bit freaked out. As you would do, I'd be very, very scared if I was Trojan at this point. and Sam is in the tomb, and he finds some very old-fashioned tape recording equipment with additional wires and bits and bobs stuck to it, and he's messing around with it and presses play and so on. We then cut back to Trojan again, and she starts hearing the voice again. So she heads to the water and sam effectively with al and the fact that you can hear the dogs howling in the background comes to the conclusion that maybe they can't hear what this tape is playing because it's definitely playing something
0: so you can hear piss, it can't you and that's yeah. it you can't actually hear any voices but
1: yeah perhaps it's playing on a frequency that only the dogs can hear and that's why the dogs are howling which i thought was quite a clever little touch because that would make sense wouldn't it from a uh, an animal standpoint and different pitches and yeah different they, volumes, yeah, yeah yeah
0: um uh, as i said earlier some people i think can hear this is what which leads nicely into why the brother possibly could hear al through the equipment um almost like hours al in the room because he thought um the doctor was talking without moving his lips and he's like i think the <laughs> one of the lines is from sam is like if he had a half a brain he'd realize nobody's that good of good of a ventriloquist <laughs> so, <laughs> um <laughs> So yes, yeah, so the equipment is like almost amplifying Al, or whether it's going through Sam's Bray waves, I don't know. We could never really figure it out why, but for whatever reason, these tape recorders are there, and uh, when you hit play, Troy can. Well, we've come to the conclusion by this point, haven't we, that the tapes are playing these voices. Yes. And Al points out there's a receiver on there, and if you've hit play on this one, it could be it could have activated another tape player elsewhere, where which obviously as We come to the conclusion it did, and that's why Troy's ended up by the water,
1: yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, Sam, after Al explains this, runs to find Troy and he goes to the house, first of all. And oddly, uh, Miss Stolt stops locks him-, locks him in a room,
0: yeah. I always found that a bit weird. I don't know yeah, whether I, didn't that get Troian- that. I know this is my like my theory on this. Like, did she know it was Sam, or did she know it was somebody else, or was her intention? Did she know what was coming in terms of what did happen next? Or did Mm -hmm. she not realize that, because it's the uh, study where the husband used to write, did she not realize Sam was in there and locked it because it's normally locked? I don't know. But we're given the impression that Stoltz is up to no good. I don't really know whether she meant to lock him in there or whether she Mm. did. I really don't know. Um, I like that.
1: I like that because it keeps you guessing. I quite like that little
0: twist. Yeah, of course. Yeah.
1: Uh, Sam does escape by climbing out of the window and so on. But whilst this is going on, uh, Troyan is on that little uh, dock area again in the by the water, and she can hear the voice in the water coming to her around the dock area. And this is when her brother turns up. And this is where I said to you Benny about I completely agree with some of the I mean potentially it's the dialogue, I think it's more so the individual uh, delivering the dialogue. Yeah. I I agree with you 100%. Whereas I may disagree with you in part with Deborah Pratt's performance, I quite enjoyed it. I disagree I, I completely sorry, I completely agree with you with the a- actor who played Jimmy's performance in this scene because some of those lines were relatively cheesy, but also the way they were delivered, I'm not a fan of.
0: Yeah, especially considering this is this is where basically we find out that the brother's been placing tape recorders around and messing with his sister's psyche because as it always, as it always boils down to in these cases, he owes money or he wants money because he owes money to a lot of uh, card. Is it gambling or something? I guess. Um,
1: yeah. He owes some big wigs in Vegas, some money, doesn't he?
0: Yeah. So he basically wants the sister out of the way so he can claim the rest of the family fortune. Cause he's probably spent all his or, and spent a lot of hers. And um, <laughs> basically it's all about money. Um, mm and this is where like Al turns up because he finally gets centered in on Troy and, and starts talking. And she, but he's actually been talking to Troy just before the brother turns up as well through the equipment that um, Minsk is there. And then the brother can hear it as well. So it turns out these two siblings have like a, they can pick up on like a higher frequency uh, sounds apparently for whatever reason, these siblings um, can hear things um, that most of us probably wouldn't hear that voice on that tape basically what i'm getting at so
1: yeah but i suppose again if he is this kind of electrical whiz kid that they hint at earlier on in the episode troyan actually says he's fantastic of electronics at one point yeah if he is aware that he can hear things at a certain frequency which we're getting hinted at by the fact he can hear al then he would be aware that his sister can so he would be he wouldn't be bothered about the tape player playing what is hinted at being julian's voice because it's him who has placed it there And he can—he knows it's actually working if he can hear it to mess with his sister. Is the way I get Benny?
0: Yeah, yeah. So where now starts talking? He's like, "Oh, using your using my own trick against me." Like he thinks the sister's twigged that it's actually been her. That that it's been her brother doing it to her the entire time, and she's now playing the trick back on him. And actually, she has no clue at this point that actually she's been played basically Mm. to try and make her go mad. So
1: yeah, I mean, to be fair. I mean, obviously, this comes down more to the writing than the performer. I'm not, ta- I'm not saying that Jimmy or the actor himself has been particularly clever here because they're just, you know, badly relaying the lines that they're given. But as a plot, I think the whole ploy and the plan of Jimmy to send Troy and insane, take advantage of this tragic circumstances in- that's happened to her, make her kill herself so she he can then get more money. It's quite, I mean, it's very devilish. It's quite, it's quite sinister. It's pretty bloody
0: clever, isn't it? Well, to use the equipment, you know, in the where are we, 1971, you know. Um, so yeah, it's very clever to work it out and you know, place it around the house, but it's become obviously it must have been getting amped up for the painting to appear because now we assume at this point, now we know it's the brother, he's he must be the one who's been placed the painting in the bedroom. Yes. He must have either repainted it or dug it out and had it restored. I don't know. Um, so, yeah, and obviously the water and things that um, that have been happening around the house, all of a sudden you go, well, it must be the brother um, because of what he's been doing. So, um, like you said, very devilish and very clever. Um, um, but, then yeah, you know, it's also that thing of maybe if he actually came clean with his problems, maybe his sister would have helped him out, to be fair. She doesn't seem well, that reasonable to me, you know, but, you know. No. It's greed, isn't it, at the end of the day?
1: Yeah, and she's um, – I think you're right. She she comes across as somebody who is very pleasant just needs a bit of closure with regards to the tragedy that's happened in her life. She's been yeah. taken advantage of because of that that lack of closure and and the the fact that she had, you know loved her husband very much, obviously. And obviously, you look at the house and what she's inherited; she ain't short of a few quid. If her brother's in serious trouble, why not just ask? I mean, maybe he did ask, and she said no, and we're reading it wrong. I don't know. But I get the i i i i of the same mindset as you, Benny. I don't think that's the way it went. I think he's just thought I've got to do this to get the money.
0: Well, he does make a comment about um, if you've seen what I've spent this year, the end of the fiscal year, we'll probably have to go back to doing things your way again. So maybe she's quite conservative of money. Yes, she's well off, but she's not like going out buying stupid things and spending gambling and all this stuff. So maybe at one point she uh, did, maybe one point she did um, have more control of it being the oldest, maybe. I don't know. He actually
1: words it in a way that the, you're spot on, Benny. You're absolutely spot on. He actually words it in a way that hints at she would be shocked at how much of her money
0: has gone. Yeah, so he's been pinching money from her account, or mm. <laughs> as well. Um, so yeah, he's basically spent a shitload of money, got himself in trouble, and obviously the sister. Maybe she won't then, but uh, yeah, I got you know, yeah, you might not like it, but you'd help him out not to be hurt, wouldn't you? But how many times? Maybe he's been rescued more than once.
1: Mm, it could, yeah. You know,
0: we don't know, I suppose, on that one.
1: <laughs> I mean, if he's got to a point where he's, he's thinking about killing his sister and he's put all this effort into this plan, he must be in big with some very, very dangerous dudes. And yeah, yeah, this this obviously is end game scenario. So perhaps he has been helped out in the past or he's paid them off already and so on. So, yeah, I, I, I agree with you, Benny. I agree with you. Um, What I liked about this as well is obviously Al tries to trick Jimmy by, by making out he, there is a ghost, which Jimmy half-buys into for a moment and then gets rid of the equipment, so it stops Al being able to communicate, which is quite good.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, we also then get Al shouting, once he realizes he cannot influence the scenario in front of him, he's only a hologram for crying out loud. I really liked this bit. Al starts shouting, centre me on Sam, centre me on Sam, who last time uh, yeah, we yeah. saw was looking out of the window. And Ziggy, uh, Gushy, and so on zap al from where he is to center him on yeah, sam. Yeah. and he moved and he moves six foot because sam has already got down the window i thought that was really clever
0: yeah he goes he disappears and he's like moved about like you said six foot to the right and sam's running past al to tackle jimmy into the water because jimmy mm. at this point is thrown troy into the water so and drawing can't swim i don't know if we mentioned that or not yes, yes, it is yes yes that's right yes yeah um but yeah, that's quite a funny moment. Um, it's up there with the, uh, the blonde in the crypt earlier on um, it's up there to be honest. It's like, boom, boom. And then Sam's like <laughs> past him and like uh, tackles, like I said, Jimmy into the water. Um, and actually quite helpful with the, uh, the the Ziggy thing of saying Troyans over that way, 10 foot and down eight foot. So he's actually helping Sam, uh, you know, fish uh, Troyan out the water, basically. Yeah. Um, mm. And I don't know what happened to the brother. Can he not swim either? Because I assume not. I imagine, to be fair,
1: when you fall into... Because uh, they, they say about how cold this water is and you go so many feet down, it's like the point of freezing. I imagine when you have a massive, glorious mullet that size, when it gets wet, it's very heavy. So it's probably dragged into <laughs> the surface. So <laughs> Sorry, okay. dragged into the base of the water, yes.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, uh, <laughs> okay. well,
1: also, that tackle, <laughs> that tackle by Scott Bakula, by Sam, on Jimmy, that he was not messing around, was he? That guy was going in the water one we way or another.
0: That was like a proper rugby tackle. That was oh, like, he like, smashed in football quarterback <laughs> being taken out. That was uh, it. Was good. It was good. I enjoyed that. Like you said, it added the comedy element of our appearing on the left and then disappearing, and then reappearing on the right. About six foot with Sam running past him was absolutely hilarious. So that was it's a nice so little well moment, uh, really cleverly done. Because you could have quite easily sent me on sam and you know but obviously sam got himself out the window and knew where drawing would be so um it worked out quite well really i yeah it was a funny moment
1: mm. it was very good i mean we've also had a little bit more of a, a, a i suppose because the earthquake was the other the the other day the previous evening maybe we've got like what they might call what what are they benny after tremors
0: Oh yeah well we uh, well so the the yeah so there's another earthquake or, an, or a or tremor an aftershock whatever you want to call it um that's aftershock that's the word I was looking for thank you yeah yeah um but um uh but the brother obviously was trying to kick, throw Troy in the water and she manages to kind of get away but then the, the the earthquake happens again we kind of glossed over it and then he manages to grab hold of her after, while the earthquake's going on and throws her into the water and then obviously we lead back into when Sam tackled him and stuff so there, mm-hmm. was, there has been another earthquake as well which we Forgot about to, to mention, <laughs> which also brings bodies to the surface. Now straight away, I'm thinking, oh, that's a bit grim. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I thought there was only one body actually, so I, I, I misremembered that. To be honest, so there's actually two bodies end up floating. Well, so Troy's been saved, and the brothers nowhere to be seen, but two bodies float up, one of which, neither of which are the brother. So...
1: No, no, that's actually three bodies. What was that? There's actually three bodies that come up. Oh yes. once, once they're back on the. Uh, oh, one, on must the, one must be the brother, then, is it? No, no, no. Once they're back on land, they say that um, they are. Uh, well, the 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 brother can't be found. His body was not uh, not discovered. The, no, the, I the, thought the, the one
0: was. I thought the one was the, uh, the brother. Okay, I got that wrong. No,
1: no, 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 no. The, there was no. There was no. Um, the brother's body couldn't be found, and the police officer is relaying all, who who. Why well, we never see any identification, but we assume he is the police officer, do the
0: we? local, the local sheriff, or whatever. Yeah,
1: yeah, and he is relaying the information to Troyan and Sam that uh, the three bodies did surface, but none of them were the but none of them were the brother. We don't know. We couldn't find the body. We don't know what's happened to him. Uh, Troyan then has to confirm yes, he must have dived into the lake and drowned. And they then um, the, the, you can see three bodies in the shot. There is a body nearest the camera, which isn't covered up at all. It's just a manky old body led there, and then there's two more nearer Sam and Troyan who are under blankets and covered up, the police officer explains that the three bodies there, one of them, they believe, is Julian. Um, They believe it's Troyan's husband, and they need her to identify the body as being Julian. And the other two have been down there preserved very, very well because of how cold the water is, and they believe those bodies could be over 100 years old.
0: Okay. I, I honestly thought one of them was a brother. So yeah, I know one was the husband and I thought one was the other body, which we'll get to in a second. And I thought the other one was a brother, but it's not. They've both been down there for, and this is the ones we mentioned earlier then in terms of yes. being drowned a hundred years ago. Okay.
1: Yes. Nathaniel drowned, um, I believe his wife's name was Priscilla and the butler who she was having an affair with. It turns out that the bodies. Uh, the, these are see, it's, it's not said for certain, but these are hinted at being the bodies from over a hundred years ago of Priscilla uh, and the butler she was having an affair with that Nathaniel claridge killed and drowned in 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 the water. Now, yeah. this I bloody loved. After we get Troyan identifying Julian's body, um, there's a lady who is, I, I suppose she's just a, a passerby or she's a she's a neighbour potentially.
0: I think she's like a local. Um... Look, because one's a uh, one's because she, she, they might have several jobs, but I think she's like a local historian or something as well. Okay, um, but I got this feeling that she was like a, a local historian. Maybe she works at the coroner's office, maybe with the police. I don't know, but you get this, she knew a lot about the, um, because of the clothing. Maybe she was called because they knew that they were x amount of years old, and she's like the local like historian because it's like a you know well-to-do house and all that kind of stuff. So you get those people that know about certain higher class members of the society or the, you know, the local area or whatever. So yeah, that's my interpretation okay. was that she was a historian of some kind that was maybe into the, um, the Claridge family. Yeah. I the guess. history of, of yeah.
1: Uh, yeah. Okay. No, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's spot on. Well done. Um, she is basically there talking, uh, to Troyan and so on and Troyan, the nice lady she is, extends the invitation to come up to the house and, and and have a drink, and they can talk about various aspects of, of, of what's gone on. Um, and then she is, she explains that she'll get her housekeeper, Miss Stoltz, to make them a drink. To which this lady responds, Stoltz? Oh, that was a coincidence. That's weird. Nathaniel's wife was a Stoltz. Priscilla Stoltz was her maiden name. To which point Sam goes over and pulls back the, the cover on one of the bodies. And we see that it is actually... This hundred-year-old corpse is the preserved body of Miss Stoltz, the housekeeper, who we have been seeing the duration of this episode.
0: And everybody interacts with as well. So it's not like it's one character. Everybody's yes. interacted with this person. Um, and then it cuts to that camera footage of uh, the footage of her in the window looking over and she just disappears. And it's like, oh. <laughs> um. Yeah, that, that got the first time I watched
1: this and then the second time i i, I watched this the first time rang when i was very little that got me as a kid i was like whoa that was amazing and then when i bought the dvds i rewatched this episode um more recently before our podcast started but i re-watched it when i first got the dvd or when it was on sci-fi potentially and it got me again there i've forgotten about that
0: so it got it me twice. Good, it, it leaves it open to oh there was a ghost there um, but it was not, or at least some sort of what activity, but it mm-hmm. wasn't who we all thought it was supposed to be or faked. So the uh, the irony is that it's been faked of, uh, of the ex, of the, uh, the, the, you know, the husband, Julian, who passed away three years prior, but actually Priscilla Stoltz is in her house because she hasn't had it. Well, what my logic with that is that she, because she was murdered and then her body was never found. She's not got closure. So yes. Um, But what I don't... My theory with this character... This is way out there, by the way, and this is more of a case of they've just recast somebody to play somebody else later on in like season three or four. But Caroline Seymour plays the equivalent of the Evil Leaper episode. She is essentially the hologram of the the Evil Leaper episodes later on down the line. So did she lock Sam... Is this the... Obviously, it's not because it's meant to be the ghost, isn't it, of this Priscilla? But my logic was they could have done this really well later on, and it could have been actually the evil leaper trying to stop Sam from achieving his goal of saving Troyan. But I don't think it is because it's just. I love that though. Um,
1: But I I think that's really, really clever of you. I love. (laughs) I I agree with you. I don't think it is. I think it is a coincidence. But. I, I wish it was, and I, I love your version better, Benny, to be fair.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> fair enough. But yeah, the, the, the whole locking him in the room, did she not know he was in there? Did she know he was in there? I don't know. That, well, that will never be answered, but the fact that we go through the entire episode, and it turns out that Priscilla, Miss Stoltz, is actually the former lady of the house, whose body is in the lake, you know, I don't know However, how far away the lake is, away from the house, obviously it's on the grounds, but so my logic is she's now disappeared because her body's been found and she can have like a proper send off basically. Um, mm. so it's like unfinished business or whatever. I don't know. And everybody seems to know that the husband murdered them, but, <laughs> but for, so whether, obviously we didn't get it all, we didn't get that history, did we? But, um, we got that bit of history, but not how the husband, was he arrested? Was he not? I don't know, but everybody seems to know that she was drowned in the lake hundred years prior. So,
1: yeah, I loved it. I love that. So clever. Um, couple of things i want to touch upon before we get to giving it our standard out of five rating and and summarizing our thoughts and so on first of all when you know we uncover miss stoltz priscilla stoltz is is, you know a ghost or the body has been there a hundred years and so on that's where sam effectively leaps he leaps into cameron from the episode kamikaze kid which we've already seen and reviewed go back and listen on the sjp world media archives a leap that both benny and i thoroughly enjoyed. But we get that leap again. He's leapt almost back into that character. And it's the same clip we had from season one. Uh, I was yeah. a bit like, okay, what's going on here? The DVD's not quite right. So they messed something up here. Well, Apparently... I watched
0: it on Now TV, mate. Um, so I didn't yep. the DVD and it did the same thing. So it's... okay. Uh, for maybe the episode wasn't done i I don't or yeah. I don't know why they've done that well,
1: the reason was I mean we sort of touched upon it at the very beginning of the episode the the air date of what we're looking at today was very close to Christmas. the episode that followed this, which is actually Frat house uh, they didn't want that to air over the Christmas period fearing it may affect the ratings and so on it would have aired like the twenty something of December so, they replayed the episode kamikaze kid had sam leap back to there and they just replayed episode one Uh, sorry the episode from season one on nbc in america and at the end of kamikaze kid they then attached the leap to frat house and had it then re rejoin the the proper sort of running order but at the start of frat house they edited it so that sam was leaping out of kamikaze kid into frat house again just so that particular week they could run a a rerun, I suppose, from a previous leap, which was quite a critically acclaimed without affecting ratings of new episodes, I suppose.
0: Okay, I know. I didn't. I thought it was a bit weird because I remember I, I know on the DVDs, obviously, you've got them as well, but I was like, why have they shown Kamikaze Kid again? I didn't mm. uh, make any sense. Um, but yeah, it's. I suppose it's not the first time they've, uh, I know with um, a different show completely, they on Scrubs, they actually nbc or whatever whatever it was on actually um aired the episodes wrong and actually when you watch the dvds the episodes are in that order because that's the way they were aired so it's not but it makes sense for them to not do it during the Christmas period because obviously people are going to be spending time with their family and stuff yeah and they don't want to lose um you know because obviously these shows are very much predicated on the ratings and whether they stay on or not so instead of trying to put out a new story Um, It makes perfect sense, to be honest. And Do you know what? It's probably one of those unique shows where it's the only thing where you could actually do that with this show, because if you'd never seen it before, and then they go back and show, because it's a time travel thing, it it won't, because there aren't many episodes if at all, there was a couple obviously later on, but there's not many that are like two-parters or three-parters or anything like that, are there? So you could, as long as you put the relevant clip in the end, you could have it go in any order you want it to. You could sit through all this, mate, and do a chronological order if you wanted to. <laughs> do you know what yeah. I mean? Because yeah. <laughs> one episode, he'd be in 19... 19- so where, where has he just gone from? 1971, or Frat, he'd be in 1967. So you could actually put them in chronological order. In some cases, it wouldn't make sense because there are elements between Al and Sam where they actually progress the story a little bit. So but there's
1: enough, there's enough standalones, isn't there? I think. Yes, for that yeah, I think just about, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the other thing I want to touch upon very quickly, and I don't know if you've ever been made aware of it, Benny, or if you've ever seen it yourself, the scene where there's the three bodies led on the floor, the body of Julian, who is the one that is uncovered? It seems, or I'm assuming. Anyway, I, I, I'm probably wrong to make that assumption. There's, there's three bodies. One is uncovered, nearest the camera. The other two, nearest Sam and Troyan, are partially covered with blankets. Yeah. Your eyes are naturally drawn to Sam and Troyan. They're talking with a police officer, uh, and so on. Yeah. Next, next time we watch this episode, or anyone else watches this episode, or even if you just decide to go back and watch that end clip, don't look at Sam and Troyan and the police officer, even though your eyes are drawn there because of the angle of the shot and the way they're talking. Look at the body that is uncovered. Start looking at the guy's chest. He is quite openly breathing very, very well. (laughs) Someone who is dead. But these things happen with people who are supposed to be playing corpses. I appreciate that. What I don't get is after you see him breathing quite openly for a little while, he starts twitching his feet around. It's almost like he's having a little bit of a dance. (laughs) Fair enough. Go and check it out. It is it, when I read that I was like, no, that wouldn't. Have made I, I read, I true. read it. I haven't
0: seen it, so <laughs> so I
1: went back and looked at it before today's recording, and I was like, oh my god, look at that! Yeah, so go and check it out. It is, it is quite funny. Well,
0: I will. I'm not so much for Quantum Leap because you don't um, have the wide shots, but like because it was filmed in four by three back in the day, like it was, you know. Um, but if you go back and watch Friends now, because they use the wider shots for um, because they can um, for like widescreen TVs and stuff. Um, there are certain scenes now where you can see cameramen stood there. Okay. <laughs> with booms and stuff. There's a Amazing. scene, One of the most famous ones is where, I don't know if anybody's a fan friend of friends who listens to this show, but there's a bit where Chandler ends up uh, hooking up with Janice again early on. I think it's like season one. And he has two hands on his chest. And you think he's just asleep. In the original version, you just see two hands. And then he lifts his one hand up to scratch his face. And then he realizes there's an extra hand there. And you go, and then, right. it, then the camera would pan left and it's uh janice led next to me He's, oh god i've slept with janice again basically but in the newer version because it's widescreen you can clearly see janice in the shot so it's the impact of it being funny with this extra hand is not as funny as it used to be so uh-huh. um, brilliant so there are little things and then the other one very quickly is when um i think they going on a skiing trip or something and there's a wide shot of everybody at this place where the cab's broken down to the left hand side you can see the cameraman stood there filming them from another shot Because they've gone from whoever re edited these to put them together for the wide shots, didn't actually go, Oh shit, there's a cameraman there. Or they didn't, or they just went, Yeah, we'll just copy it over and sell it. (laughs) I don't know. So it could be that with this. I don't know. Uh, Maybe they thought they weren't going to be in shot, or maybe they only had a good take of them in that particular scene, but it ended up having. Toes wiggling? I don't know.
1: <laughs> oh, mate, it's more than toes. <laughs> i got to go back and watch
0: it, though, because I didn't he's see shifted.
1: it. It's almost like, he, I, you know when you're asleep and you get that twitchy leg sort of syndrome? It's like he's yeah, got yeah. that going on. All right. <laughs> it's going to have a and He's been it's quite frozen
0: funny. for a while at the bottom of the lake. Maybe it's uh, the muscles warming up. It could be just his muscles warming up and he's spasming. Yeah, he's still dead though, dude. <laughs> yeah, <but laughs> what I'm saying is he's been frozen for a while. I know like the body when you first die, it can be flatulent for hours and stuff like that. <laughs> it can twitch. You do get muscle twitches because the body still has like nerves or whatever. Maybe he's been frozen that much that his muscles are warming up and and it's just nerves twitching in his muscles because muscles contract when yeah, okay. they're cold. I'm trying to I'm sticking up from way too much but he, yeah, you know guy,
1: before that the guy is breathing so, <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah, so yeah. <laughs> right any to summarize the episode and then your rating out of five my friend what uh, are you thinking do
0: you know what as I started at the top of the show I did say I was not overly I, it's more about some of the acting choices with uh, Deborah Pratt and the guy playing Jimmy um I've never again I was talking it with yourself the story is still really good. Uh, the way it ends, I love the fact that this entire time there's has been this ghostly apparition figure, you know, physically picking things up and being a servant, basically. Um, to leave it open like that is really good. I like that little clip. But it also leaves you, when you the episode ends, you're like, oh, damn, I, I want to know more. I want to know more now, but it goes away. But yeah, overall, I still like the episode. Talking about with yourself, I feel a bit better about it. Um, it probably was going to be a two. Really? Why? I first, yeah, because of the because she really did annoy me. But actually, um, a strong three. Uh, 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 and in terms of story, um, I'm going to go three point with the story as well. I'm going to go three point five to be fair. Um, so yeah, why? overall, a really good episode in terms of story. But yeah, she did. I don't know why she annoyed me, but she just there were certain just acting choices that didn't sit well with me this time. I don't know why, but it's been a long time since I've seen it. Um, it just felt a bit too like Ugh! and then especially with Jimmy you said Wooden's a really good way of putting it some of the lines especially when he's supposed to be the evil monologue at the end of him saying why I'm going to kill you and all this stuff mm. it seemed very like although maybe that's his character maybe just nonchalant like yeah I will kill you I ain't got a problem with
1: that <laughs> I don't know well it, the bit, the line that got me the most was when he starts walking towards Troyan on the dock and he says oh I'm not going to enjoy this but there's no expression on his face. There's no, you don't know whether he genuinely feels sad. He has to do this, or you don't know whether he's saying this tongue in cheek and he doesn't give a shit. And it's not that, I mean, the way I took it anyway, people could, people may completely disagree with me, whatever. But the way I took it was that wasn't the actor delivering a line in a particular way to make you think that was the actor just saying a line and not really knowing what the fucking, what to fucking do.
0: Yeah, I just think um maybe, maybe he's just maybe the character's point got to the point where he's he's so desperate for the money that he's he's gone past like should I shouldn't I? I don't know. Mm. <laughs> but yeah', yeah it does okay. seem very like very flat to me so
1: I'm surprised that your initial thought going into our conversation was more like a two and then I'm also surprised that even though you said it's a strong three and a half and you love the story that it is what it is because of how positive you remembered it. But I think that's why our show is so, so bloody fantastic, Benny. And why I enjoy doing this with you so, so much, because first of all, I'm getting to watch quantum leap back again in order Mm. or adored as a kid. Secondly, I'm getting to talk about it with a good friend who also enjoys the show. And I love sitting down and having these conversations with you. But also I think we're getting episodes that we didn't remember fondly jumping up and being much better than we remembered or looking yeah. at it in a different light, because now we're adults, uh, in theory, anyway. I'm still an incredibly immature individual, but you know what I mean. Um, <laughs> or we have, the other side of the coin, episodes that we remember being good, watch them back, and they're not quite as good. So I think that's fascinating to me, that you you sung this episode's praises. You're really looking forward to it, and it didn't quite live up to what you remembered. I mean, that's the, the beauty of our show.
0: I, I probably hyped myself up too much for it. Yeah. Um like I said, the story is really good. I mean, again, compared to last time we came on and talked about, obviously the last episode, it was a bit, um, it was lacking, wasn't it? And yeah, we kind of come mm. to the conclusion that they could have done a bit more with this or they could have cut that out or, you know, they could have, you know, catch one and Star didn't quite, and I remember being quite fond of that one, but again, looking at it from a story point of view, there was very little to offer in terms of what we actually spoke about in the last episode. So, yeah. Um, so maybe it's me, been hyped up too much, maybe. Maybe. Yeah, maybe.
1: Maybe. I don't know. I mean, for me personally, uh, I don't know whether I'm just in a particularly good mood today. I'm not <laughs> sure. But my my summarization, I guess, of this episode is Jimmy is the the let down for me. I don't the character you're not supposed to like, that's fair enough. But yeah. the performance of the actor, I mean, I'm in no position to judge an actor. I can't act to save my life. But uh, this is the nature of our show, is what we have to do. I didn't enjoy that, that particular individual in this episode. I think that was a bit of a letdown for it. However, I'm the other side of the coin with Deborah Pratt. I really enjoyed seeing her on the screen. I think that... Uh, I, I, enjoyed, I enjoyed so much of this episode. I enjoyed Deborah Pratt in the role of Trojan. I think Sam was fantastic. I liked the fact that we had ghosty, gooey, scary goings-on. I liked the fact that we had real old school atmospheric additions to certain scenes that got you, you know, set you in the mood very, very straight away, very quickly with like the darkness, the thunder and so on. Uh, again, the whole Miss Stoltz being a ghost thing was fantastically handled. I also like the whole fact that we're not going so far into the the world of ghosts and paranormal and, and, and the creepy atmosphere they're trying to set because we do have quite a bit of tech and sci-fi and all that aspect is still in there and the potential romance story is is almost like an undercurrent it's almost like behind the other tales it's almost like just a subtle addition it's not so overpowering it almost dominates the show in the way that it did in the previous episode yeah i think for me mate and again you may laugh or disagree i don't know but i think for me this is up there this is a four and a half five for me i really 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 liked this
0: I'm glad you liked it because I was been singing its bloody praises for the last like year and a half, or however long we'd be doing this freaking show yeah. for.
1: Well, I um, agree with an earlier version of you. Then how's that? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it's a uh, like I said, I have nothing. Like we had quite a lot of story issues with the last episode, didn't we? To be fair, yeah. there was lack of yeah. this and lack of that. Right. This one, I didn't feel rushed through it. I didn't feel like, if anything, I want more because of the way it ends with Stoltz turning out to be some sort of ghost or something at the end. And it leaves it open to, Oh, she's been dead for a hundred years. So who the f- is that? Not- and now why is she disappeared? We see her disappear. We yeah. don't just, it doesn't it's not implied. We see it happen. So we're like, Oh, so it leaves up the, I like the fact that it leaves it open to the possibility of it all, which I like. And, and the brother's body was never found. Is he going to turn up again in the future? That's what or, I mean. Of, like you know, you could, of there's a life. There's an option here where you could pick this up again. And actually, the brother didn't drown. He managed to swim to safety, but in hid because he tried to kill his sister, and he's trying to hide from people in Vegas because he owes them money. So there is a possibility here that you could have a side story to this of him he returning. Own, maybe
1: he could have his own kind of better course all spin-off series, couldn't he?
0: <laughs> yeah, you know, breaking, break, bring him into Breaking Bad or something. I don't know. <laughs> Just. Uh,
1: <laughs> maybe cast somebody else in the title character, maybe.
0: Maybe he got better with his acting as he got older, I don't know. I mean, let's face yeah. it, the, Dwayne Johnson is quite, you a know, really good actor now, but when he did Scorpion King, I'm not saying he was not atrocious, but he wasn't as good as he is now in other things. So, um, you know, yeah. it takes time, I guess.
1: <laughs> and he, he also didn't have a glorious mullet like Jimmy either, which probably hindered him a little bit. I did bit, see
0: but... a comment on the mullet, by the way, because we've mentioned it again. Uh, somebody said that although the mullet was around at that time, Apparently, someone in that high class position wouldn't have a mullet. But my mm. argument with that, st- my argument with that, is that this guy has gone to Vegas and stuff and gone out in the world. Mm-hmm. So actually, he's not as uptight as you might think he is. Because yeah, that of- makes sense. So I could see him having a mullet just to rebel from the the parents that, uh, at some point, you know. And you know, I'm rich, and I'll go and have this crazy hairstyle. Like, he's a douche at the end of the day. Um, oh yes. <laughs> <laughs> in the trousers you know the style of the time but so it would make sense to me that this is a guy that was in vegas at some point has probably traveled the states and partied a lot and met these people that would have had these hairstyles so he's gone yeah i'll have that so i i don't have trouble believing the mullet
1: mm. and for what i can remember as well just as a last point i think he wears the same clothes for that whole weekend so he's probably a bit whiffy
0: yeah he probably is to be fair um what was your overall, <laughs> what was your overall score then because you kind of said either a four or a five so what is your uh, i
1: i will go i think i know we've sort of gone with half points like a four and a half and stuff like that in the past i'm very very close to giving this a full-on five i really am hmm. but I, I think i might have to mark it down a touch because there are other episodes that i know i'm going to give a five that i enjoy more
0: than this yeah
1: but this is right up there A four. a 4.75 maybe it's it's right
0: it's, it's right
1: up there, mate. It's right it's up there. A four
0: point five or a five? <laughs> I'll, go,
1: I'll go four point seven five. There we go. How's that? <laughs>
0: he's, he's, he's breaking the rules here on the show. I okay,
1: I am, but I thought it was great. I I, I loved everything about it. It was superb. Uh, so, frat house. Any memories, Benny?
0: Um, I'm looking at the pictures right now on IMDb, and I remember. I do you know what? Not really is he he's at college by the looks of it he's in Mm. a college um i'm hoping it's not like um the one we had in season one that we didn't like very much second episode i forgot what it's called um where he was like a college professor or something when he or an english teacher or whatever he was um but um i have memories
1: of this one myself amazingly maybe for the first time in the waiting room i
0: have memories um i i i'm not Nothing is looking at the pictures and I'm trying not to read the um, description because I want to be obviously if I don't remember it, then I don't remember it. But I'm not normally when I see a picture or the name of the episode, I remember snippets. Mm-hmm. I'm struggling. I know I, I know he's in college and that's about it. I don't know why he's what he's there to do. I'm not going to read it so I can because obviously I knew what was coming in this week's episode. So yeah. um, maybe that's uh, why I thought it was good. So when somebody says this movie's amazing and you watch you go, yeah, it was all right. And they go, this movie was shit. And you go, Nah, it was better than that. Uh, so I'm gonna. I don't have many memories of it, mate. To be honest, if at all, I'm trying. I'm struggling to even remember what he's there to do or who he is. To be honest with you, so no. For the first time, ironically, we're switching around. The first time ever, I don't know what the heck happens in this episode. Okay,
1: now what I remember may be wrong as well. Let's bear that in mind. Oh I mean, yeah, yeah. Good point, there, good was point. The, the, there was <laughs> an occasion. There was an occasion, I thought I could remember an episode of Quantum Leap. I was thinking of a completely different TV show. Not even a different episode of Quantum Leap, a completely different oh, yeah, TV yeah. show. I,
0: was, I can't remember where I was now.
1: That was a that. Cold Case.
0: <laughs> That's um, it, yeah, you thought.
1: <laughs> yeah. My memories of this episode are, he is a student at the college. It's the 70s, and or maybe late 60s. And there is some form of protest going on by the students with regards to... I, Potentially the Vietnam War, and there's also a love interest as well. That's kind of what my memory brings into me without me going into too many details that I could potentially get wrong. But I'm looking forward to it, mate. I'm looking forward to it.
0: I'm, well, I'm obviously, it's always another good episode of Consume, hopefully. But, um, yeah, I'm a bit disappointed with Troy, and only a sense of what I said, the things that annoyed me yes um you know which i i mean i've had this going in mate that this is going to be at least a four from me um again i don't dislike the story so you know maybe i'm a bit a bit harsh with 3.5 but that's all i'm going with but in terms of next week's episode uh next show we do um yeah i'm struggling to remember anything so hopefully it's good
1: <laughs> yeah hopefully so mate hopefully so do you want to let everybody know whereabouts they can find you and your awesome shows benny online my friend
0: yeah, it's a bit as uh, well. You you could do that. It's on your network, mate. It's on SJP World Media, <laughs> 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 about it, like this show is now. Uh, yeah, i mean obviously obviously. Um, the other things have kind of fallen by the wayside because I've very much gotten into doing in the corner with uh, with myself, Benny Mac. Um, I can't remember when this episode was dropping, inside, so, but by the time you hear this, it, it is dropping today. Okay, so um, it's just been announced on Twitter at uh, in the corner WWE. Um, that uh, I'm having a permanent co-host join me once a week on a Wednesday. The show comes out Wednesday and Sunday. We talk Raw and SmackDown in general, WWE news. Um, I don't tend to talk NXT or anything else because there's only so many hours in the week. Um, So Raw and SmackDown is enough for me. Um, Not that I don't keep an eye on it. I, I read stuff online or I watch videos, but I don't necessarily watch AEW and I don't diss anybody. I hate these people that diss people that watch WWE and not AEW. It's the equivalent of an iPhone user and Android user back in the day. Like everybody who th- was an Android user, aka, I'll say Android builders like AEW. Everybody thought they were like, you know, starting some sort of bloody movement. When at the end of the day, look, if AEW does well, it's good for the wrestling business as a whole. Yes, I know there's some shit going on over there at the moment. That's a different show, but yeah, at in the corner, WWE on Twitter at Benny Mac, the triple M Y M A C K on Twitter as well. Um, I do have a Twitch channel, Benny Matt Gaming. It has kind of fallen by the wayside a bit at the moment because of just other things. But I am trying to get stuff back up and running on there as well. But it's all about the podcast at the moment, so si, on SGP World Media. So. Fantastic stuff.
1: And that's the best place to find all the shows that are connected with the network, including this one, at SJP World Media on Facebook and Twitter, and all your podcast platforms, carriers, providers, whatever the term may well be. Subscribe to the network. Uh, Every show has its own personal stream or channel, I guess. Or you can just follow along on the main stream, the main channel from the network, where you get every new show added as well. And that includes obviously this show here the waiting room with Benny and I looking at quantum leap. We have a doctor who podcast that Dan Griffin is absolutely fantastic on. And I sort of just go along for the ride now because he is so good at what he does. Uh, Mm -hmm. we have Benny said in the corner hosted by himself and the excellent Tyler Peters joining the team there, looking at modern day WWE, they watch so you don't have to. We also have chain wrestling, nitro nights, looking back at old school WCW. Uh, we have an NXT show reviewing the Black and gold era of nxt there's so much there and there is so much more coming as well so subscribe to the youtube sjp world media subscribe on all your podcast players leave us a five-star review because obviously we are bloody fantastic and we deserve it (laughs) and follow us online as well at sjp world media on facebook and twitter and this show itself you can follow as well on various social media platforms including facebook and twitter at waiting room pod underscore is the best way of tracking that down. Benny looking forward to next well not next week my friend looking forward to our next episode in two weeks time as the waiting room comes out once a fortnight every other friday looking forward to covering frat house with you my friend
0: and hopefully it's a good episode to be fair <laughs> after yeah. i've been pushing troy and for god knows how many months <laughs> uh from my aspect mate i wasn't that yeah. I'm, gl- I'm glad you liked it anyways, So yeah. It's good uh yeah so we're all well time to leap out as they say and we'll see you all again very soon